0: Oh yeah Five stars
1: LSU I said They ain't ready for the LSU No they ain't ready for the LSU Huh They ain't ready for the LSU No they ain't ready for the LSU We the best in the league If you looking for talent LSU going hard But we beat Alabama Then we going out to Florida down the gate, is everybody getting bucked when we step in the stadium I'm this an LSU anthem, you know it's a hit. You don't know another rapper two step like this. See me screaming out the window, yelling, purple and gold. I'm a LSU fan, girl. You know how we roll now. Back, back and back it on up. Hey, back, back and back it on up. Hey, back, back and back it on up. Hey, back, back and back it on
2: up. Hey. TA hey. hey. We are live on a fantastic. Tuesday night opening day for the SEC tournament down in Hoover, Alabama. What a better day today to do the show. Zach, I don't know, I don't know about you, but um, you know, my other bucket hat, it gives me lawnmower <laughs> vibes. This is giving me <laughs> like a, Jones like vibes. a safari vibe. <laughs> Indiana Jones vibes. That's what I'm feeling over this hat, bro. And you know what? Indiana Jones is freaking cool. So I'm digging it. Okay. I'm All digging right. it. I, I could go on a safari in this hat. I could find the world's <laughs> greatest treasure in TA's hat. And I think it Do would you, still be like go
1: out in up. Africa and find you some tigers. Is that right?
2: yeah, right, right, are right. Tigers right. in
1: Africa. I don't know. I don't I don't Maybe. know where tigers are located.
2: Find me some so, tigers. I don't know. So uh Zach, we have a fantastic guest. Joining us tonight, it is not Friends Friday, but that's okay, folks. It's okay. This guest is a guest worth bringing on. He is a new podcaster, and you might know him: former LSU pitcher Chris Demoy, former national champion LSU pitcher Chris Demoy. Zach, bring him in here and let's introduce him. What's up, Chris? It's great to have you on the show, man. So glad uh you were able to join us tonight. We appreciate you joining, man. Just go ahead and introduce yourself, tell you, tell the folks about your show and what your show's all about.
0: Yeah, man, thanks uh, thanks for having me, Reagan and Zach. I appreciate y'all reaching out and uh, really looking forward to y'all, uh, talking with y'all, getting to talk some Tiger baseball. And, well, I'm not a bucket hat guy. That was very <laughs> funny, by the way. I'm not a bucket hat guy. I'm more of a backwards hat guy. But, um, I can dig it. I can dig it. Yeah, I just started a podcast really halfway through the baseball season right as SEC, uh, the series started going. It's called um, – the 60 feet, six inches LSU baseball podcast focus on LSU baseball only. That's what I know. That's where I played. And uh, that's where I f- feel like I can bring the most value. So I have a YouTube channel. I have a Twitter account. I uh, release the podcast on all major audio platforms. And um, I do an SEC preview pod, SEC review pod, do some special things, some lists and some stats and some things like that uh, to dig a little deeper. More Absolutely. so maybe uh, – if people are looking for some reasons behind things happening, or I guess the main reason too is, um, I wanted to let fans know how I watch the game. I was taught to watch the game as a player. Yeah, I played. I played for the greatest coach ever, in Skip Berman. How he ought, he taught us to view the game, and even today when I sit down to watch LSU baseball, and I'm trying to give them a glimpse into what I look for as an ex-player and um, and now a fan, just like y'all. Absolutely. You know, for sure,
2: absolutely. And man, oh, you have no idea. Uh, how much I want to ask you about Skip Bartman and all that stuff. But yeah. we're going to have a Q&A at the end, so I'll all hold right. my questions. Uh, but, hey, y'all stick around for the end uh, to ask Chris any questions you want. We're going to stick around here for the last segment. Me and Zach, I- I'm sure as LSU fans, we have some questions to ask him. I know I do, and I'm sure y'all will as well. So y'all stick around and fire those questions in. Uh, for the last segment. Uh, but, guys, it's 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 Hoover Week. It's SEC Tournament Week. Let's um, go. And it's get started today. Um, unfortunately, they've been battling weather, and you're only on the second game uh, of the day out of four. And that means that you're going to get pushed back a little bit. And currently, as we stand, LSU is going to be playing Thursday morning, not tomorrow evening. Um, right now, though, uh, South Carolina and Florida are playing. Florida is – Uh, A very hot team right now, but they're in some trouble. Uh, As much as the weather has been delayed, Florida and South Carolina are in the ninth inning tied one-to-one. So we could have an extra innings
1: game on our
2: hands, (laughs) even with the delays that have already happened. Um, Actually, um, Florida had a pitcher go a really long way. I I can't remember his name, but it was one-to-nothing going into the ninth, and they ended up getting two on with one out. And uh, O'Sullivan went out there and pulled him. The next pitcher came in. They grounded out and got the runner home from third. So it's one to one. South Carolina scored their first run in the ninth inning. Um, so guys, just to talk about that, Chris, you, you you played in Hoover, right? I mean, that started in 20, I think twenty five years ago. So you got the yeah, you were right act- there in front of that.
0: Yeah, so we played in Hoover, and actually. Uh, our team was the only team to. They moved away from Hoover for one year in 1997. They went to a minor league stadium in Columbus, and it was horrible. It was kind of some rain issues, yeah. and the stadium the stadium wasn't great. And I think they realized that uh, we're going to put it, put it back to Hoover, and it's been back there ever since. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Hoover's a different park now. I mean, that thing's big. It is. It, a it big plays park. plays differently. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. I mean, it's 405 dead center at Alex Box, the, the new Alex Box that is. Um, which 09, if you want to say that's new, but um, uh, it's new to, uh, I mean, uh, I feel like in the grand scheme of college sports, it's a pretty new uh, facility. Uh, It feels like everybody's caught up, though, to LSU and what they have, and it it feels like maybe some of the pressure of the fans want something else. But Hoover Met is 405 to the center. The difference is the sides are much further, uh, I think, than Alex Box. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong, Chris, but. It's a it plays very big, uh, no doubt about it, which I feel like plays a little bit of advantage into LSU uh, somewhat, uh, because we're kind of a long ball team. Um, Chris, what are these weather yeah. delays? Uh, how does that affect maybe pitching decisions? Uh, how does that affect the team's mentality or, or the tournament in general? I mean, do you think there may be any changes to like? I saw somebody mention there may be a single elimination instead of a double elimination. How is all that going to work out?
0: Yeah, I think um, luckily for LSU, they haven't started playing. I think it's more of a nuisance if you start playing. Kind of like Alabama-Georgia today, right? They they may have two or three rain delays today. So it's aggravating as a player if you start, then you stop. And not so much for the position players. I mean, I guess if you're getting in a rhythm and you're scoring runs, a lot of things can change when you come out of that rain delay, but more so for the pitchers, especially if you're on the mound and then the rain delay happens. You have to try to figure out how to stay warm, how long it's going to last. But I think from Mm -hmm. LSU's perspective, um, all those pitchers are getting a rest up now. They get an extra day's worth of rest. Uh, They're still sitting in the hotel, so those guys are just chilling. They're not really worried Mm -hmm. about anything. Obviously, you know, you have an early wake-up uh tomorrow i mean thursday right so they have oh, an early no wake-up no. call that, and those games are tough you know you're not used to that in college so you got to get the body up and moving and really when you're looking at it, they're going to play auburn or kentucky and it's and we were talking a little bit before the show started if they play auburn that's a huge chance to get a big rpi win and possibly Absolutely. solidify their chance as a host site so you know, it's one of those games where you got to get get the coffee going, get whatever you got to do, get it going, and um, try to. It's one of those games where I think whoever jumps out early, you know, may have the advantage there.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, I mean, we can talk about that uh, since since we're on it. You know, Zach, what what are your thoughts on pitching now that there's been a delay? Um, what do you what do you think that they're, they're going to go? I mean, do you go Mikell? Do you have a bullpen day? I, I mean, what? How does that play into factor now that uh, we have an extra day?
1: Well, this is a good question. Uh, I know know we talked about it and discussed it a little bit before the show started. In my opinion, um, and we talked about this on AYS as well um, not too long ago during Blake's show, I think you pitch Mikhail game two no matter what happens Uh, because Mikhail has been the most consistent pitcher. I mean, outside of the Ole Miss series – You know, you you can get five out of him pretty easily. And even in the Ole Miss series, uh, the defense wasn't there to back him up. And and he only had, I think, one earned run in that game, even though he was pulled early. So, in my opinion, I think you rock with Mikael because either, A, you're going to win that game one and you're going to advance to game two against probably the best team in college baseball right now, which is the Tennessee Volunteers. Yeah. and you have your best pitcher to face them and get a chance to advance further. Or you are in an elimination situation, and you have your best pitcher then to face an elimination situation. Um, but it's going to be interesting because LSU, uh, as we know, they don't have a really solid starting uh, weekend rotation. Uh, yeah. But the back end of the bullpen has been really, really good. So i, yeah. I, I got to go to Chris on this one. You know, how do you view the pitching in Hoover? Because as I mentioned, the weekend <clears throat> rotation is, hasn't been there consistently, but they do have guys on the back end that have given you really solid production and, and a lot of outings.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. And um, something I've kind of kicked around too, especially when I thought they may be the five seed, you know, uh, trying mm-hmm. to think how Jay Johnson and Jason Kelly were going to approach that. But, be, I think to me I, – I, I like where you're going with this, Zach, but I really think it depends on the matchup. I think if Auburn beats Kentucky, I think you got to go with your best right there. I think you have to go with Mikael Hilliard. Um, And then you have the whole bullpen to back him up like we've seen and like you mentioned. I think if Kentucky wins, maybe you roll the dice with Grant Taylor. He hasn't pitched in a while. And then I'm sure Jay Jay Johnson will have him on a short leash to where you could even back him up with Dutton or you could start Dutton. And even though he hasn't been great lately, you know, it's kind of the back end of the season you've seen those freshmen struggle a little bit. Maybe you back him yeah. up with Taylor against Kentucky. I don't know a lot again about Kentucky. I know they do have one stud pitcher, um, which I would imagine he'll and they just played Auburn, right? In this past weekend series, I believe. Yeah, they beat him. Yeah. Yeah. So um I think I think it's gonna depend on the matchup. That's that's and I even saw a quote, I don't know if y'all saw this where Jay Johnson I think he told Leah Van she put it on her Twitter that he's not announcing any pitching matchups till an hour and a half yeah. before the game. But here, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that that is true gamesmanship to the highest level, right? So, Gotta love it. Gotta I love know. It. I appreciate it. Hats off to him. But um,
2: absolutely.
0: So for me, Zach, I I totally get what you're saying, but I, I'm going with the matchup, and then maybe a little bit of a roll of dice there. But I'm going, uh, you know, and if you draw Kentucky, you just hope somebody else can get it done that way. You have Hilliard to face Tennessee, I guess. Well, yeah. Hey, I mean,
1: look. That's why you were an SEC pitcher. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing, doing podcast. Uh, that that's why.
0: <laughs> I got I mean? yeah. I,
2: I gotta agree, Chris. I mean, if, if it's Auburn, man, Sony DeShera. Oh, what's that other dude's name? Is it Ram uh, Rambush is at the top Ram of the Bush. order.
0: Yeah, he kind of sets Those, the table for him.
2: Scary hitters, man. Those are scary yeah. hitters. Yeah. That um, I, I would, I would be more comfortable if Mikael was on the mound rather than um, trying to put piece something together against them and get to the second game to Tennessee where you're going to pitch Mikael your best. I would rather throw your best out there and win as many games as possible in the SEC tournament Mm -hmm. uh, because that's kind of what you want to do right now to solidify yourself uh, with with hosting site uh, there in Baton Rouge and to do that is to win games, right? And, and, and Chris kind of mentioned this. That would help your RPI if you beat a team like uh, Auburn. And we've mentioned this earlier in earlier podcasts. Um, the, the committee takes in the tournament games into account as conference wins. Yeah. And I, I think that they rightfully should. Uh, so the more conference wins you put together, especially against a team like Auburn, um, mm. who I believe is hosting, uh, yeah. am I am I wrong about that? I mean, they're hosting.
0: They're gonna host. Yeah, they're definitely gonna. Host.
2: So, I mean, you 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 go out there, put your best out there, beat Auburn, uh, and that's a win against a, another team who's hosting after a sweep against Vandy. That's four wins in a row against some a, a really good RPI teams. I mean, Vandy was top three, top five, uh, mm-hmm. and we swept them in in Nashville. To really really help yourself. And do yourself some favors by going out there and beating Auburn game one. Maybe you get Kentucky though. The game has to be played. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Um, but so not to think ahead, but to think ahead, just because that's our natural tendency. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, right, right. Tennessee, I mean, they are who they are. And if if say let's get say let's let's speak hypothetically here. Um Chris, how crucial is it if we beat Auburn with Mikhail, how crucial is it that Ty Floyd has stepped up and we could pitch him against Tennessee? Uh, I mean, it, it hasn't been a very consistent, but what he did against Vanderbilt was was awesome. I mean, he went six-plus innings, seven yeah. strikeouts, only one earned run, no walks. It was a fantastic outing. If he can go out there and do that against Tennessee, I mean, how big is that with our struggles at, at starting pitchers so, so far this year?
0: I think it's massive. And I think everybody, I'm sure y'all included, we were all hoping to see this move like a month ago. You know, I think he had a good outing and then he went to UNO and he didn't pitch good at all at UNO. He looked I mean, he looked bad. But then you saw against Alabama, he threw really well in an extended outing. And then to me, almost in a in a it was the Friday night carryover game for Ole Miss, but he basically started game one on Saturday morning and he dealt. He threw six innings. He saved the bullpen. It was yeah. all for naught because LSU got swept. But to me, yeah. Yeah. we know he's got the fastball, right? He's going to be 93 to 95. He's got great mechanics. And as, as y'all are shaking your head, I'm sure you would agree, the breaking ball has been the issue just from a consistency Correct. standpoint. Is it is and it I, a
1: command issue, Chris, with him? Because it seems like when he's able to command that's, those secondary pitches, that's when he's on. I think – you hit the nail on the head,
0: Zach. That's exactly it. And even if his fastball at times, it doesn't miss a lot. It misses like just enough, you know, yeah. uh, when he gets wild. But yes, his breaking ball, it's just he has not been able to consistently throw it for a strike. And I think what you saw against Vanderbilt, he was able to flip in his breaking ball, 00 or even 01, which makes his fastball that better. And this, I don't think this has gotten talked about enough. The past two outings against left handed hitters mainly. I don't know where this changeup came from, but his yeah. changeup—he doesn't throw it a lot, but his changeup is filthy. And yeah, I saw yeah. it—I saw it a little bit against Alabama, more so against Ole Miss, and a little more early in the game against Vanderbilt. But, and I'm not saying it's super consistent right now. We're just hoping his breaker ball can get consistent. But if he could add a changeup, and I said it on the pod, on my podcast, he's got Friday night. He's the Friday night guy next year, yeah. unless something crazy yeah. happens. Right, oh, yeah. right, I don't know. I don't know if y'all are thinking along the same lines, but his stuff is great.
2: No. no even, I, even last year, I, I, I Chris, agree. I mean
1: you you saw that. I mean, it, last yeah. year, you know, you were like you you could see him coming in and being a weekend rotation guy and a Friday night guy. So I, I have to agree with you, Reagan. Right?
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I mean when you when you're when you're he's got the fastball that he does um, you know, mid nineties like that, and and he's throwing the breaking ball for a strike. Yeah, I mean, you you expect yeah. that, that kind of guy to be in the SEC on a Friday night. And I, I, earlier in the season, I spoke highly of Grant Taylor because his fastball is like mid-90s, and he at times mm-hmm. can throw the breaking ball for a strike. And I'm like, yep. this guy in next year or the next few years is going to be pushing for a rotation spot because those are the type of guys that you love to see on an SEC Friday night or an SEC rotation. So, I, I, I mean – I think the 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 fact that he has commanded his breaking ball the last few times, mm-hmm. and Chris, you were absolutely right. That outing against Ole Miss was, was huge. Because yeah. I mean it gave you an advantage. It gave you an advantage um for the rest of that series. Um because you he saved your bullpen for, sure. for a period of time. And <laughs> but I mean, like you said, it was for naught. But anyways. That was huge. And then the what he did against Vanderbilt, this could be a a a great piece um for the postseason uh to have Ty Floyd pitching the way he is. And I would, man, I I would be thrilled to see him go against Tennessee's lineup. I would be absolutely thrilled. Yeah,
0: that would be fun. And 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 as y'all know, if you think about it, take take the SEC tournament out of it, and whether or not LSU hosts, we all hope they do. Yeah. And that's and that's and assume, let's just assume, even if Ty Floyd pitches against Tennessee, and I even think, I mean, we could go off on a tangent. Jay Johnson may even play more mind games to where he's like, because to me, the Tennessee the Tennessee game could be completely gravy. To where yeah. maybe you start hasty, and then he's like, who cares? But we have Floyd, so we lose. And yeah. you have Floyd going the next game, like you said earlier, Reagan, just stacking wins. It just doesn't matter yeah. how many wins we get. But if you're looking at a regional, you got uh, Hilliard and Floyd. And the bullpen, I mean that's dominant. And then, and I think this team has more than enough to get to a super regional. Then you're looking at rolling. All you gotta do is win two, right? So you're rolling those guys out there, and those bullpen guys will throw. It doesn't matter every day because they don't care at that point. So it's exciting if you're an LSU baseball fan right now.
2: So we have we've taught we've praised the bullpen and and rightfully so. Um, Chris, what is it about this bullpen uh, that makes it so dynamic? What has been the success of this bullpen?
0: Oh, that's a great, I think, I think early on to me, early on, I don't think anybody knew their role. And I do not think that Jay Johnson and Jason Kelly really knew how to use them. I think they were trying trying to figure that out. Um, I remember Raleigh Cooper, his first couple outings, he was not good. And I remember watching him pitch for Arizona last year in the super regionals. And I was pumped when he came and the first month of the season, he was bad, really bad. And I was like, I don't know if he's going to figure it out, but now he's a stud. So I think it's, it's always easier coming out of the bullpen when you know what is expected of you and you know, your role, Um, you know, and obviously they've shown the ability to mix and match with lefty, righty matchups based their big analytics coaching staff. Mm -hmm. And you've seen obviously Gervais settle into the end of the game, but you can see Gervais set up and raise them and close. And also, and this is a complete guess on my part. Always I think bullpen guys have a lot of camaraderie because you're down there, you're warming up together, you're not sure who's gonna go in. So you're hanging out yeah. at that part of the field from the sixth through the ninth. And um, you compete against one another, but you know if you mess up, like your brother's there to help you out. Yeah. So so what we always do is look, I'm gonna go as hard as I can for as long as I can. If I can't get it done, then you pick me up and you get it done. I think you're seeing
2: that's awesome. Uh,
0: that's just me projecting onto those guys, but yeah. that's what I think you're seeing the past month. You know, and, and when things have gone bad, it's going to go bad at some point. But for the most part, as y'all know, they've been dominant for
1: probably two yeah. months now. So, Chris, obviously you're a Southpaw. Mm-hmm. Like, how impressive has been Hasty? Uh, or is there another lefty on, on the staff <laughs> that you've been very impressed with? I mean, obviously Hasty's been kind of the the guy. Um, but, I mean, who else, at least right now, for here recently – who else on Jimmy the staff? Southpaw, yeah. yeah, Cooper, Riley Cooper, obviously. Yeah, has just really impressed you.
0: I mean, I think both those guys, from a left-handed perspective, to um, and to see the the situations that they come into. All these yeah. guys, you know, um, Jay Johnson, Jason Kelly, they're not bringing those guys in with nobody on base. You they're know, bringing they're bringing those guys in in tight use. situations. Yeah, and you have to make really good pitches to heart of the order guys, or you don't really have it's it's a the the thin margin you have for error. So Hasty's been enormous because he kind of came out of nowhere um, yeah. to me. And yeah. and his ability to extend, for his ability yes. to go, you know, up to four innings now has been
1: massive. Especially uh, especially when you lost uh, Javon Coleman. I mean, because right. Javon yeah. Coleman, we, you know, I mean, we kind of, Chris, and I don't know if this was you too, but we kind of were thinking, you know, Potential weekend guy and weekend rotation guy with Javon, especially mm-hmm. with how he ended, uh, you know, in the Tennessee series in the Super the last year. So, uh, I mean, Hasty's definitely stepped up and at least somewhat filled that role that a lot of us thought Javon mm-hmm. was gonna assume whenever he got he came back this season.
0: Yeah, and I, th- I think another thing that can't be overlooked, and with the previous staff, this used to really aggravate me as a former pitcher, and you've really seen, um, Kelly and Johnson do a very good job, almost, uh, almost an aggravatingly good job. Is, <laughs> my point is you've seen guys now in the, on the back end in the bullpen, they're able to throw multiple times throughout the weekend. And I think yeah. previously with Paul Maneri's staff and his approach to pitching, it aggravated me because they wouldn't throw Devin Fontenot Friday, Saturday or Friday, Sunday if they thought he took yeah. too many pitches. And to me, I guarantee you Fontenot can throw two times in a weekend. But now you see, you know, they try to keep it at that 30-pitch limit, and they feel like these guys can bounce back. But it's yep. very refreshing to see these guys throw multiple times in a weekend, and I know they like that, right? I, can, I guarantee you they want to throw as much as possible, and they look fresh, and um, that, that's what's been exciting for me as a, as a former bullpen guy, the fact that they get the ball a lot.
2: Uh so we I think we've talked enough about, about Hoover. Uh I, I kind of want to transition now uh a little bit to maybe some postseason expectations for our next segment. Um Chris, no no doubt we're 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 pushing for a um, a postseason host, and right and that's what we want. Mm-hmm. Um do you now some people after the lock after excuse me after the Vandy series think we were a lock for right. the host. What are your feelings on that? Uh probably like y'all and I'd
0: love for you me to I'd love for y'all to tell me your feelings. Um I felt confident, but then you you know you get on Twitter, you see D1 baseball and you see these yeah. guys projections and yeah. it's kind of aggravating, right? When you see like I don't know Georgia Southern from anybody, but I guarantee you they haven't run the gauntlet that LSU yeah. has, and I guarantee you their stadium probably seats about fifteen hundred people. So, <laughs> I mean, I'd be more than happy for them to send LSU over there and let LSU take care of Georgia Southern in their own field. But or uh, Southern
1: Southern Miss as well, Chris.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, they they. Um, I, I said it on my pod, and I'm sure y'all said it. If if I'm a team, uh, I'm trying to TCU or Texas State, and they send LSU to our regional, I'm pissed. Scared I'm, to death. <laughs> I am not happy, Coach. So it's um, yeah. I would love. I think it would be great for this team and for Jay Johnson just to uh, get a, a regional. And look, as y'all know, I think it's all about matchups. It just depends on, and some of these who, who gets sent into your region. But some of these teams that are going to come in as four seeds with the transfer portal, and and Zach, you did a great job saying it earlier. These group of five teams, and we've seen it in the past with uh, Stony Brook and Coastal Carolina. These these oh. cats can play. You know, yep. so
2: anybody, and just,
0: everybody,
1: the separation just because, between like power five and group of five like it is in football, and basketball, it's it's not there in baseball. It's yeah. just not. No. So, yeah,
0: I mean, what do y'all what do y'all think? I mean, do y'all think say say I always play devil's advocate. Say they go two and Q. Uh, do you think that's I mean, not what are y'all feeling? I mean, how do y'all think, you know, after the after I, the Vandy series?
1: I I have I think if they if they go two, I I would be very concerned. Yeah. I'd be I'd be concerned. Um, but I I don't know, Chris. That's a great It is a great question. I I, I think you win two and you're good. I I really do. And I, that seems like where everybody's at. It seems like everybody's kind of at the. If we go two and two, you know, we've got it. We've got it locked mm-hmm. down. Yeah. Um. But I am curious, and Reagan, I guess you can follow up after this. I am curious, if they win the whole thing, do you, you know, is there, and Chris, you can answer this too, is there the potential there to be a super regional host? I, I feel like it's probably a, a stretch. But, I mean, and it probably, it, it maybe it depends on how they look too. I don't know if the committee <laughs> considers that. And another thing, you know, they I, the committee also considers injuries. I know that as well. Uh, and LSU has been played by injuries. If they go out and they win the whole thing, especially with Barry struggling with some injuries right now, obviously Doty here more recently, is that a potential? I, I maybe I'm just a fan hoping and dreaming, oh, wow. but I mean, go ahead, Ray. I mean, go ahead, Reagan. What do you think? Um,
2: uh, I think we're hosting, honestly, as, as we stand. I, I okay. think we're a hosting team. Um, I, I. I just don't understand how our, our RPI didn't jump up higher, honestly. I mean, you, you swept the third – R. I mean, the team who was ranked three in the RPI in their right. own stadium, and yep. it's Vanderbilt. Like, and it wasn't yeah. close. I know. I and mean, it was – we outscored them 42-15. to 15. Right. I, I mean – and I think you have to take into consideration that Barry was out against Ole Miss. I know you can't – you know – say that if he's in there you win the whole series because I, I i would not say that either but i don't know man i i just i think we're hosting as we stand but if we go two at two and out in the sec i think that could hurt us for sure um yeah. and, and would definitely bring some worry um i think if you beat auburn and you say let's say we go play tennessee lose that win another game in the losers bracket go like two and two uh in the sec tournament I think we're a host, honestly. And it, especially if you make the Tennessee game like a decent game so you don't get blown out, you play it close. Um, yeah, I, I, I like LSU hosting, honestly, right now. That may be a little bit biased, but I don't know. Just coming off a sweep at, at, in Nashville against Vanderbilt, um, yeah. I, I, I got I to gotta think we're hosting, honestly. But we'll see how it goes. Yeah,
0: I, I think – man, I think if you go two and Q – I think they're going to be in trouble. I just – I, I, have, I have a feeling they're going to be a two seed somewhere, yeah. unfortunately. I think if if you go two and two, I think you're good. Yeah. And Zach, to your point, man, if you, if you win the whole thing, I mean, you got to figure if you win the whole thing, you're going to beat Tennessee twice. Yeah. yeah. Us, you And on the other side, you'll probably face Arkansas or A&M potentially in the finals, which is huge. And a and is going to be a top eight national seed. Yeah. I don't know if you can sneak up into that realm. I mean, maybe you get to 10 or 11. Um,
2: I think but, in 2014 it was a similar situation. And then, LSU, I believe, finished the season like 17-13, and, and they were like a regional host, went on to win the whole SEC tournament, and got a national eight seed. So, I don't know.
0: It, I, I tell you what could – the ACC is a problem this year because – I mean, you got Virginia tech who's ranked second or third. Those guys yeah. came out of nowhere. Apparently they can absolutely crush the baseball. You got Virginia tech, you got Notre Dame, you got Louisville, you got Miami. You got, so those are four host sites right there. Yeah. And a couple of top eight national seeds. So those guys are going to beat each all, beat each other up in the conference yeah. tournament, Florida state. They've been struggling. They were looking at a host site a little while ago, but I think they had a bad weekend. So, um, and you just got random teams up there like Maryland, right? They play in the Big Ten. The yeah. Big Ten's garbage, you know. But Maryland is, uh, you know, I think their strength of schedule is like in the two hundreds or something ridiculous. But they're ranked very, very high. So it's going to be, it'll be interesting to see what happens with all those ACC teams. That's kind of the, the ranch right there is is just so many ACC teams this year. It seems like.
2: Yeah, I I think, dude. You, if LSU wins two, when gets two wins in this tournament, you cannot convince me that this committee would like to host at Georgia Southern rather than send four teams to Baton Rouge. Alex, right. like, come on. I, yeah. I mean, seriously. Yeah. Like, are we are we seriously going to put Georgia Southern as a seed, a national seed ahead at LSU, and they just swept Vanderbilt, a top five RPI team, and they went and got two wins in the SEC tournament. Like, come on. Yeah. Uh, I mean, let's. So, anyways. Um, Let's say like we we go to and queue. Where do you wind up? I mean, right now D one baseball has you at Hattiesburg. I feel like that'd be a takeover. I mean, honestly, I just for real. I feel like LSU fans would flood Hattiesburg. Right, I I I think think we we might go
1: if it's at Hattiesburg. (laughs) (laughs) That ain't super far from us, man.
2: We have family down in Picune, which is south of Hattiesburg. And all in that area, dude, it's, it's LSU country down there. I mean, there are really plenty I'm of LSU, LSU fans. There's a lot of LSU fans. Yeah,
0: and I'd say the other place, too, would be a potential LSU takeover is if you go to TCU. I, I lived in Dallas for six years um, yep. before I moved back home two years ago, and there are plenty. And you all know that from all the football games that's held at AT&T and stuff, but yep. you know, there are plenty of LSU alumni in the Dallas area that would flood TCU's nice but little bitty stadium over there in Fort Worth. So that would be How? another – take over as well.
2: How y'all how mad do you think Southern Miss would be if they said I want you that pissed. Those, those <laughs> dudes would be so, so mad. That's the thing though. That's the thing though is we, we see that last year we were seeing potentially Rustin and everybody's like oh dude oh yeah I mean that would be incredible. <laughs> and then they send you out to stinking Oregon, Eugene Oregon. And then we before that we were sent out to Corvallis and before that, we were sent out to UCLA. What is it with LSU being sent out west? What I mean, what in the world is it? I, I have
0: no idea. I mean, maybe y'all have more insight. And and sometimes the history gets lost. I mean, it does seem like they've tried to do more regionalization. I know they, you know, they have the top sixteen, and then they go after that. But it seems yeah. like a lot of it, you know, if Southern Miss is an eleven or whatever they are, you going to tell me LSU is like a twenty? I don't know about that. So. Yeah. It does seem like they're trying – I'm trying to look at the projections like y'all have, and it seems to be a little more regionally based this year, but I, I don't know. I mean, the another one I was thinking about for a little while was Texas Tech or Oklahoma State, but those guys may have fallen out of favor as well. And you wonder if, if they're going to send Texas to AM, and i am sure
2: oh, – right. right? They
0: have to deal oh, with that yeah. guy, that Melendez guy, whatever his name is, who's got like Ooh. 20-something bombs, so that would be Great. funny. But And then Texas State. They're talking about Texas State being a host site too, so I, I don't know. I don't know
2: what they're going to do. Well Those are good I, questions. We'll, it, we'll see how it plays out in Hoover. I, I mean, I think maybe if you even get one here in Hoover, that really yeah. helps your chances. Um, but you get two, I think you really solidify yourself as a hosting team. Uh, I mean, just win, like we were talking about earlier, stack wins. Stack wins as much as you can. Yeah. Uh, do what you can to be successful in Hoover. And I, I I like our chances. I, I really do, um, y'all. I'm a, I'm I'm a, honestly quite excited because uh, late time SEC tournament baseball games. I'm looking forward to watching the old Miss Vandy game. It's something about them late games. I, I'm gonna stay <laughs> up and watch it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, I don't know if I can do it. Absolutely. I, I I I love the SEC tournament in Hoover. I'm gonna be staying up watching it um so guys uh let's let's get to a few of these comments there's people commenting and asking questions and whatnot about yeah. hosting and whatnot and then we'll hit a quick break and we'll come to our q a uh session so guys um we're, we're going to hit some of your comments that you've already thrown in there but start throwing in your q a for chris uh any questions you want to ask him, any questions you want to ask us you can throw in a tell me ta as well um so y'all start throwing those in so when we come back from the break um, we can uh, hit some of those comments, but some of these are in here already. Um, Let's see, Florida going Florida—that's what the Golden Boot Pod said. <laughs> Florida, going. Chris There's is Blake. the goat. There's Blake. No, there you go. Look at him. There you
1: go. Appreciate that, man. <laughs> <laughs> I think- I'm ne- I'm never gonna not hear this from Blake <laughs> until it's over. So so Chris, to give the background, I they they bet me if LSU won two. To shave, and I thought they meant the mustache. <laughs> <laughs> I, meant the mustache. I, I had a full, like I had a like. They call me Doctor Strange. Like they're like, I got a Doctor Strange going on. Uh, so I did. Like when LSU won two in in Nashville, I shave, I shaved the mustache. I didn't know they meant the whole dang thing.
0: They want to see that. They want you going baby face.
1: So Blake's getting. on you I can't. The, I, uh, can't the I can't do that. I I told him, I said, I haven't shaved this since 2015. They, Y'all don't want to see babyface Zach. They, <laughs> they
2: bet him, which I don't know if he'll do it or not, but they said if LSU goes on to win the whole SEC tournament, he's got to shave it all. And I, and, and Blake said, if, what, what if LSU won the natty, he would shave the beard. Oh,
1: he's wow. got like,
2: like he's yeah. got a small beard. He's got, and I said, if that, if that's on the line, Zach's got to put, get like little, little accent line shave in <laughs> Like Vanilla Ice them. style or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get some Justin, yeah. Justin Bruceard mentioned something about the the Hattiesburg. I mean, we're projected as a two seed in Hattiesburg from what I saw today. So I think winning the SEC or making the, the finals, finals they are hosting. Definitely. Um, oh man, if you make the finals or or win it all, yeah, you're you're Definitely. absolutely hosting. No questions asked. Yeah. Um, all right, guys, let's hit a quick break, and then when we come back, y'all ask Chris these questions. I think. I mean, I don't see any in there right now. So y'all go ahead and fire them in there. Got, I, know, I know me and Zach got some questions. I'll, <laughs> I'll let Zach get to it first. But uh, let's hit a quick break, and when we come back, we'll hit a Q&A with Chris Demoy, Five Star Hero, your intro and outro music for the Tigers Avenue show. They ain't ready for that LSU. Go check out all his other music on all the major platforms. Don't forget to follow him on Instagram, at Saints Anthem, and at Twitter, at OneNationDoty. Don't forget to check out his Facebook page for all his Saints and LSU merchandise. Five-star hero. Can't get any better than Sarah Klein Stevens, attorney at law. Her firm focuses on the needs of the elderly and maintaining their dignity throughout the process. Here for you, here for your family. Sarah Klein Stevens, attorney at law. All righty, all right. Chris, man, once again, we really appreciate you joining the show uh, and, and doing this and taking this time to answer our questions and interact. Uh, we already got some Ask Chris here in, in, in the comments. Ask Chris, were you able to develop any pitches during your time at LSU?
0: Yeah, uh, I would say I just got a better feel for my breaking ball. You know, um, Coach Bertman was very big on – he didn't like throwing change-ups. Because of the era that we played in, he always felt like even if you threw a good changeup, it could still get hit a long way. So I think you've seen people in, I would say, the last 15 to 20 years, a lot of guys have developed changeups due to the bad changes and whatnot. But, uh, you know, I think we all had good breaking ball. So I was able to develop a better feel for my breaking ball to where I could throw it at any count, at any point in time, so righty or lefties. And that just kind of came with practice and really being forced to. Because if you didn't have it, you know, you weren't going to pitch a lot for him. So, uh, yeah, that's probably, you know, I had a change up, but I probably threw it five times a year. So <laughs> <laughs> I was, it, definitely, it definitely wasn't something that uh, I threw a lot. You know?
2: Zach, do you have any questions for him? Yeah,
1: i, I asked him a question, and then we'll throw in uh, Chris's question here. Man, for me, I, I mean, I feel like you've probably been asked this like 500 times, but what was probably one of your most memorable uh, memories of, of uh skip coach Bertman I mean how was that like obviously uh to play under him but what was the most probably memorable maybe a funny one you no know, maybe one one that not a lot of people know about that, that, that cracked y'all up I, I don't know so what was a, a memorable moment yeah I him? mean
0: he he was great at being able to relay what he knew about the game to us and he worked with he was our pitching coach so he worked with us constantly. And I think the biggest thing that he taught us as pitchers was he kind of he kind of developed these rules over time to where, like, I'll give you a for instance, so in the first inning, he would always, you know, we had these meetings every year, like during the fall, you had a meeting every Friday after practice. And he would go over kind of like the tenets of pitching, not only just our signs, but what our system was. So in the first inning, he would always say as a starter in the first inning, you have to be prepared because one. The umpire strike zone is going to start small because he's trying to figure out his strike zone. Two, you're going against the team's best hitters. you know. <laughs> and, and three, you have to be able to throw something for a strike. I don't care what it is. Fastball, changeup, curveball, slider, something to where when you leave the bullpen mound, I know you have at least this pitch for a strike and we can get the others on board once you get into a rhythm. Mm-hmm. So he armed you with some different things to know that like, if you if you miss on a fastball outside in the first inning, I didn't start very much, but you're like, okay, the umpire's, you know, you just, you just had to, he just armed you with facts to know that you really wouldn't get rattled at different yeah. points in the game. Um, I'll, I'll tell you two funny stories that happened to me directly, but, um, and I think each pitcher has their own funny story, but uh, it was um, 1997, so. You're over 30. If you're under 35, you don't even remember the 90s, right? The late 90s baseball is lost <laughs> on you. <laughs> but 1997, so uh, we're playing against Florida here at home. And he said, he came up to me and he said, <clears throat> he said, uh, you know, Demui, I pitched the day before and I gave up a three-run home run. It didn't throw great. So I'm warming up in the outfield pregame. And he said, hey, I'm not going to imitate his voice because I don't do it great. He just said, Demui, <laughs> yeah, some guys do it really well, not me. He said, the movie. I finally got you figured out. I'm like, yeah, what's that, Coach? He goes, see, I figured out, like, you're good one day and you're bad the next. So yesterday you were bad. Like, you were really bad. So today I'm assuming you're going to be good. So why don't you make sure you're ready to pitch today? And lo and behold, <laughs> a vote of confidence right there, right? Like a little back end yeah, vote of confidence. What a pep talk. Um, I know. And if we just took it as skip, you're like, oh, hey, get this. Skip just kind of put me down, but lifted me up at the same time. But uh, yeah. lo and behold, I go in, I go in to pitch, and I do well. I close the game out, and we win. But it was just funny because he just said, you know, you were bad yesterday, but today you're going to be good, right? Like today's the good, the movie.
2: Today's your good.
0: And, uh, and then one time, he, I, I I was pitching against Tulane, and I. I'm not going to explain the situation. I was trying to, I was trying to do something. Try, Tulane was trying to do something against me being left-handed, and I was trying to outsmart Tulane, and it didn't work. And after the game and our meeting in right field, he looked at me and said, "Demu, you're the dumbest smart guy I've ever met." <laughs> I was like, "Sorry, coach." So, uh, I, I, I always hold on to that. You know, he just called me the dumbest, smart guy. So, uh,
2: he's kind of got that compliment sandwich thing going on. <laughs> like, I know, yeah,
0: you just had to know how to take him. You know, some guys I, I, mean, I love pitching for him, I always wanted to prove to him that I could pitch, even when I was a senior, even though I'd you know pitched a lot and pitching some high leverage games, I always wanted to show him that you could trust me and I'd be out there at battle for you. Good or bad? Because I had some, a lot of bad ones, but
1: um, yeah, it was, it was always fun playing for him, though. Always a good time. That's awesome. So we got a question from Chris English, and we'll hit this briefly, guys, because we did cover a lot of this. But let's just uh, let's give our predictions. Chris English says, "So, what are your predictions for SEC and NCAA tournaments?" I know we, we've talked about it a lot, so let's just kind of go. Uh, we'll start with Reagan. I just how how many wins does LSU get in the SEC tournament? How far do you think they go in the NCAA tournament?
2: Uh, I think that I think in the SC tournament you get two. I think LSU gets two wins. Uh, I think they win the first game, uh, probably lose the second, win in the losers bracket, then come out and lose and be put out. Uh, I think that's my expectation. Uh, they could they could do better than that based on how they've been playing uh, this, this past series. Um, my expectation for NCAA, um, what I would want is for them to at least make it to a super regional. Uh, uh, obviously I would hope they would go further, but I I think, um, right now I want a super regional at least. So year one, Jay Johnson, I'm I'm not going to expect him to repeat what he did at Arizona and go to the finals. Like he did his first year. That's just hard to do. And you don't want to put that expectation on a coach first year. Uh, so I'll say super regional. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, I'll go. And I, I agree with Reagan on this. I think two and two. I think if you weren't on Tennessee side of the bracket, I think things could play out a lot differently. Yeah, no and, and to me, win or lose against Tennessee, I don't really. I mean, it'd be great to beat them. It's a great feather in your cap, and it's a huge bump. Oh, but I mean, if I'm Jay Johnson, I would spin it as it doesn't matter. Like, let's just, yeah. just like Reagan said, I think you, I think him and the staff probably know if they get two, they're good. Um, yeah. Hosting, I think hosting would be great. And to me all bets are off when you get to a super regional. Cause it's just, I think it's just about matchups and who knows who you get paired up against with who, and then what they have going for them really on the mound. And I like LSU's bullpen in that situation a lot. I just don't think as many, I don't think many teams and you've even seen an sec, nobody else can throw out like six arms that are really good. Yeah. You see, you see yeah. two or three, but not, not, not the quantity and quality that LSU has. And in a super regional, I mean, that could be massive. So, uh, all bets are off. I hope they get to a super and then just let it play out from there.
1: So I, I, I guess we're going three for three on this. Cause I, I kind of agree with y'all. I think, I think they're going to probably be two and two. I'd love to see them go three and two. Um, and Hoover, can you go three and two? Yeah, you can go three and two. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I'd love to see that. Uh, I do think they get at least two wins. I, I feel pretty confident in that. And I, I think they I think they make it on all this year. I I I said at the beginning of the season that to me it felt like the floor was and we had a lot of hype coming in the season. We did. Um, you know, with all the returning you know. guys that that came back and they were, you know, project was it D1 baseball put them at number one in their position. I mean, you had Dylan Cruz number one in position, Barry number one in his position, Morgan number one in his position, right. Kay Doty was number four in his position. Um, Dugos was 14th in his position. Uh, So, like, with with all that coming back, there was a lot of hype. Um, And so, for me, the floor was the Super Regional. I think they make a Super Regional. I really do. Whether they're a two-seed, whether they're a one-seed, I think they make the Super Regional. And I have to agree with Chris, because of their bullpen, because you've got six, seven guys you can throw out there. Um, I mean, we saw it last year with State. We saw it last year with State, right? Vanderbilt had the best one-two punch in the country but state had the deepest bullpen and that helped them win the national championship. And so for, for me, the bullpen that LSU has, I think can take them a long way, especially if they continue to perform at the, the way that they have been performing really this entire season. So yeah. that's for me. Let's, let's get to these questions. Uh, Blake, first off, come back. He said, I'll, I'll dress like vanilla ice all week. If we win the <laughs> A- A.D. is in here. He said the Avenue Welcome Crew, AD. as What's always. Uh, Blake does want to ask you a question, Chris. Chris, is Dylan Cruz the best center fielder we've seen at LSU? <sighs> I mean, I'm,
2: yes. that's a
0: great okay. question, and <clears throat> I'm bad on history. I feel like from the Smoke era, even through Matuk and those guys, I just, like, missed, Loaded like, a company. whole segment of LSU baseball, you know. Um, yeah. I did say on my pod the other day he is a top-ten position player, in my opinion, in the history of LSU baseball, assuming yeah next next year is similar to these two years, for right? Sure. He's top, yeah. And I divide the pitchers and the position players, but I mean, you got Matuk is up there. I mean, um, a guy I played with, Mike Kerner, he did mm-hmm. it for three years. I mean, he's he's you know he's my age, he's forty five, but if you look at his stats, and look, we just played with the bats they had. You can't say they're loaded bats. It is whatever they had. That's what we had to play with. <laughs> we
2: had to play with.
0: But I mean, he's very similar in terms of Cruz, in terms of speed, power, gap to gap. Um, you know, Cruz may have a little bit on him on the defensive side, but Kerner hit 20 plus home runs for a couple years, I think, and wow. from '95 to '97. Yeah. But uh, I mean, I I mean, Cruz to me is a baby Mike Trout. That's the only comp I could think yeah, of him. He really as, is. He
1: really is.
0: is. Um, I mean, Mike Trout's a freak, and so uh, I think Cruz is kind of in that mold. You know, so. Best center fielder. I don't Blake. Let's see him. If he has one more year even close to this, I think you you that's a strong argument for him to be the best
1: center fielder ever. For sure.
2: I mean, yeah, yeah.
1: Let's hit these quick, and I know Reagan's <laughs> got a question. Uh Brian Page says, Ask Chris best memory while playing for LSU.
0: <laughs> Gotta be Warren Morris, man. Gotta be oh, the Warren yeah, Morris I mean, home run. <laughs>
2: Although I mean, Reagan, you, know what? The, frame, you know. You yeah. know what? That's what I was gonna ask you about. So go ahead.
0: Go. What was that like? <laughs> I, I, Warren Morris, but ninety-seven. Uh, I mean, anytime you can beat beat the mess out of Alabama, that's always good in any sport. <laughs> yeah. Anytime you can absolutely. dominate Alabama in national championship absolutely. game, we'll take that. But um, <laughs> war wh- that game was just man, that game was crazy because I think Miami was, and a lot of people. I'm, I'm sure a lot of people may not remember. Miami was uber talented. Those guys were yeah. absolutely loaded. And I've gone back and watched the game, and the whole game's on YouTube. But they – I mean, Kevin Schiff, who started that game, I mean, they were hitting him hard. And Kevin did a great job just to find a way and and let us get back into it. But Miami was so good, almost like a Tennessee-esque type of team this year. But I think – I can speak for everybody in the dugout to say that everybody thought Warren was going to get a hit to where we tied the game up. I, I yeah. wholeheartedly 100% believe that you could feel it in the dugout that he was going to get a hit. I don't yeah. think anybody thought he was going to get a home run. So that <laughs> was just icing on the cake. So it's, it's one nice of those where.
1: Injury.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's one of those where he hits it and everybody's on the top step and you start running and you're running like, Oh no, wait, wait, that thing's going out. It went out. And then you go nuts. <laughs> Cause everybody was just going to meet the runner at home plate. But, uh, that was crazy. Dude, Cause Lord, that game was just such a back and forth game. But, um, Yeah, that was that was nuts. I
2: mean, absolutely incredible. That is,
0: yeah. It's one of those like you gotta pinch yourself, yeah.
2: Anytime, anytime that comes like the what what was it called the thirty for thirty or the SEC whatever. Yeah, right. right. I Uh, watch it. I watch
0: it. Nicest guy. I know a lot of people say that about people, but literally nicest guy ever. So unassuming, and uh, you know, for his story, his story, you know, from a walk on to nothing, weighing a buck fifty, and he just. And that's a program player. You want to talk about LSU program players? That's him. That's it in a nutshell. For
2: sure. Yeah. I mean, he had to come up behind. I mean, LSU legend. I mean, yeah, it was. Walker. Yeah. I mean, I mean
0: Todd. yeah, Todd. Yeah, Todd. You're right. You're right. Yep.
2: Golly, I mean, one of the probably LSU's greatest second baseman of all time. It, it is the LSU's greatest.
1: <laughs> oh, Yeah.
2: Yeah. For sure. For sure. Anyway, Travis LeBlanc said,
1: uh, "Ask Chris. What do you think of the development of? We talked about Ty Floyd earlier." What do you think of his development seems like a consistent starter as of today?
0: I completely agree, Travis. And, and we've, he, me and Reagan and Zach talked about it, but phenomenal. I mean, his development's been phenomenal to where, and we talked about it. I mean, his fastball has to be in the zone. That's first and foremost, but the consistency of the breaking ball, that's just a testament to him. And I'm sure the hard work him and Jason Kelly have put in in the bullpen. No. I can only assume that's what it's been to. And and maybe it's a mind shift because, one thing a lot of people may not realize, and it's with any sport, right, football, basketball, baseball, but once you have confidence, once you go out in the SEC and you realize you can get people out and then you go out again, and, you, and now I can get people out, you know, one or two times through the order, that just builds that confidence. So that's, I think, what you're seeing with him to where confidence, confidence in all the pitches, and uh, the sky's the limit for that kid. So he's he could be a huge asset for LSU at the end of the year.
1: Absolutely. I think I think y'all might be putting me on y'all's level. Like I'm kind of feeling like, man, I I think I'd like to see Ty Floyd game two Now I like yeah. I think I, 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 I might be on board with y'all. Now I might be on board. All right, uh, last one, and then uh, we'll we'll have Reagan wrap up the show. Ask Chris, your oh boy, oh, your own man, personal cool. top five LSU. <laughs> wow, That's God. Hey, uh, good grief, man, baby.
0: put me on the spot. Top oh, five yeah. LSU players of all you're time. A top three, oh. man. That's brutal,
2: That's oh, man.
0: There's so many, especially when you go back to the '80s. Well, I think you gotta McDonald. Yeah, Ben. It's tough because I, I, I personally like. I think you have to have a separate pitcher list. But pitchers, you yeah. got to go. Yeah,
1: yeah. You,
0: you got to go, Ben McDonald. I mean, <clears throat> Mike Soraka from the '90s has probably got to be up there. And I think it's tough, you know. Do you talk just strictly LSU? or You talk about what they did in pro ball too. But if you're talking strictly LSU, yeah somebody from the I 90s like AD is talking strictly LSU strictly LSU
2: yeah
0: uh, a guy like Coogan who's a very good friend of mine you got to put him up there I mean he won two national championship games nobody's done mm-hmm. that uh yeah. Nola and what he did at LSU um from a pitching perspective uh, Rick Green who was kind of the epitome of a closer early in the 90s then you had guys like Lewis Coleman but position players oh god you got furnace. Furnace is definitely one furnace. Yeah, Todd Walker have to, uh, bro. There's so many. I mean, you could even go back to Albert, Joey Bell, and and those guys. You know, Lyle Mouton, man, there's just too many. I don't know. I'd have to probably write down a list, and it'd be tough <laughs> to, it'd be it'd be tough to cut some guys. You know, yeah. so yeah. um, you made have, to have Bre- like a Bregman, or
1: something like that. Bregman,
0: yeah, Bregman's definitely uh, up there. Obviously. You know, so uh, so many. I I don't know
1: if you can pile it all into one. that's a
0: that's that's a lot of dudes. Uh, that's a uh, Lemayhu. People forget about yep. Lemayhu. You know, he's just he's kicking so, it with the Yankees. <laughs> just, you know, just doing like, his thing out of, out
2: of New York, man. I know. He's
0: laughing and, at your
1: struggle. He's AP struggle.
0: AP. That is. I mean, come on. That's 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 that's, a, that's a top. <laughs> that's like, hey, your top ten <laughs> LSU football players of all time. Like, come on,
2: man.
0: he <laughs> just wants to see me sweat, right? Yeah, I'll tell you I this, Chris.
2: Uh, which uh, I mean, this make you this maybe make you feel old, but uh, I mean, I wasn't alive when you were playing. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> Not
1: the I guy, barely was. I barely. The
2: guy
0: was.
1: Was who
2: alive. the guy who sold me on LSU baseball and and then got me hooked and will forever be my all time favorite LSU play baseball player is Mikey Mato, without yeah. a question, without question. Yeah. And I, honestly. To your point that you you made earlier about the bats and them saying it's loaded, uh, he you know he hosts you know his mic'd up yeah right uh, exactly show with Jared Mitchell and they were talking about it uh, earlier and they were like the the numbers honestly are not different like they're 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 not like it's it's just the bat is the bat you have and mm-hmm. they don't think that they, they don't think that it would change much if they they batted with bats then that they are now they they honestly and. and I thought that was a great point, but anyways. But Mata, that's good, that's is good one to hear. Yeah, that-
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's um, I know when Mikey was playing, I was in that little kid phase, right? So I spent a lot of weekends at uh, youth baseball games with my son playing. So that the way we talked about pre-show. That was just kind of a blur to me. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's one. It's yeah. one of those. Oh, you catch him at regional, World Series time, but you don't really know what yeah. they're doing throughout the series season. So yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. he was a stud
0: yeah. though. He's a stud.
2: All right, man. Well, Chris, it's been a blast having you on. I mean, to have an LSU pitcher from the national championship back-to-back team, it's been fantastic. Uh, This is kind of a a dream of ours to have LSU players on a show. So uh, we appreciate you joining and and making somewhat of that dream come true. Uh, So we really appreciate you joining. You've been fantastic with your analytics, and you brought a great perspective from a pitcher when it comes to – uh, how it works out with Hoover and, uh, the, the regionals and postseason and whatnot. So we really appreciate you jumping on (laughs) and we will have to definitely do this again, man.
0: No, I had a, uh, man, I had a blast. I mean, it it flew by and I could keep going. So I had a lot of fun. So Zach and Reggie, thank y'all for inviting me anytime. And, um, really, really good time. So, uh, great questions and great discussion. And, um, I'm sure we'll be throwing back some DMS the rest of this week. And, uh, on it to regional time, but I'm here for it all, man. Anytime y'all need anything from me, let me know. But seriously, absolute blast. I appreciate y'all.
2: Absolutely, man. We will definitely have you on again. Uh, maybe to discuss once it comes, once once the selection has happened, yeah. selection Monday's past, we may have to get you on. So. Let's
1: plan it. We'll
0: plan it. Yeah, there you go. Any, anytime, man. Anytime, fellas. I appreciate y'all.
2: Absolutely. All right, guys. All right. Let's hit a quick break, and we will come back and wrap the show up. Make sure you go follow us on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook, all at Tigers Avenue, for daily updates on the show and all things LSU sports. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to click off and hit that subscribe button, at Tigers Avenue. We broadcast all of our shows live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. All right. There you have it, folks. Chris What a fantastic guy. Uh, uh, Forever a Tiger. Um, What a fantastic show. Loved all of his input. I I think that was awesome to have him on. That was such a blast. Appreciate all y'all hopping in and asking him questions and interacting. Y'all know we love to do it. We love to have y'all on discussing things, talking LSU as we love to do. So we'll catch you next time here in the Tigers Avenue. Five Star Hero, take us out. Peace. Who that? Who that? Who that, who that Firestar In the
1: LSU Tigers, LSU Tigers Who that, who that Firestar